everyone. Uh, this is People of PS Podcast, final edition of 2021, I guess 2020, 2021. And I'm going to apologize at the outset. You only get to hear from me today. And if you don't know who I am, this is Mark Carlton. I'm the head of the school here at Presbyterian School. So we're at the end of our first season. That sounds so uh, HBO, uh, Netflix, our end of our first season, but we, but we really are. And so this is an incredibly artificial setting for me. Uh, I really, as a teacher, I always loved um, sort of the back and forth that came from uh, being in the classroom with students. And I realized, looking back on the podcast, that I really enjoyed that back and forth with the people that I was interviewing. Well, today, I get to interview myself <laughs> in my office. So what I thought I'd do is ask myself some questions and then answer in a different voice. <laughs> but... Uh, no, just kidding. So, um, so the first question I thought would be interesting is, you know, we used to have an essential question uh, every year, and after ten years of essential questions, uh, we did uh, pivot away from that. And I promised the faculty that I would stop using the word pivot uh, in in the in the year of the pandemic, but I, I just broke the promise. But we have moved away from that and have moved towards a theme. And I did talk about this theme in convocation. So, what was the theme of the year? So, the theme of the year was was really three words. Observe, learn, improve. Observe, learn, improve. And I talked about these three words at convocation uh, in the context uh, of the core value of integrity. So, so at the beginning of last year, I said that over the course of the next six years, I was going to talk intentionally about one of our core values every year and hope to sort of focus on those core values over the course of the year. So this year was integrity. And uh, in, the, in the convocation, I also quoted Maya Angelou. We'll hear again from Maya. She's my favorite poet. Uh, but as an example of integrity, she has this great quote. It says, do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. Do the best you can until you know better. Then when you know better, do better. So to me, that's integrity. But it's also central to this idea of observing, learning, and improving. And that's really, I feel like, at the heart of education, this idea that you don't know everything and you are, uh, you know, trying to observe, learn, and improve all the time. And so uh, it was that theme that we entered into the year with. And since it's a little bit new idea having themes, uh, I, don't know how, I don't know how well that took this year, but we're going to try to keep it up. Okay, so the second question is, how did this theme ultimately tie into the purpose of the podcast? So um, I'm an old English teacher. I, I think I say that a lot. And so it shouldn't surprise anybody that I'm, an, I'm a word person. And so just being really, really honest with everybody, at the end of last school year, so end of May of last year, in the midst of, you know, just mind-boggling sickness and death and tragedy and division and violence and anger and frustration, I really was looking for words that would uh, bring our community together and, and bring our community some comfort and solace and relief. I was doing that alone because of social distancing and not being able to be on campus with our faculty and staff. And I will be honest with you and say, I, I did not have any words. No words came to me, which was for me very frustrating. So then as a person of faith, um, you know, I, I know I'm never alone, and I know that in times of trouble or confusion or, in this case, you know, ineloquence, I can pray. And so I, I began to pray. I prayed for uh, the victims of what I saw and still see as really three viruses that were attacking our community, 
and continue to attack our community, our nation, and our world. And so those three viruses, and I talked to faculty about this at the beginning of the year, was certainly the coronavirus, uh, but then the virus of bigotry, and then um, a virus of vindictiveness. And you know, some people want to call it division. Somebody, some people want to call it polarization. Um, I really see it as vindictiveness, and it's a it's a it's a lack of desire to forgive and reconcile in our community that is troubling to me as a person of faith. So again, as a person of faith, this is what I am am praying about. And honestly, uh, had trouble with words uh, informing my prayers as well. So no words. <laughs> Uh, for the community, trouble with words for uh, my prayer life as well. Uh, so then I was reminded of one of my great mentors who told me this. She said, uh, you know, Mark, we learn more by listening. We learn more by listening. And that made me think of another mentor who said that listening is observing with your ears. Observing with your ears. Well, there, we, there's that word again, observe. So it hit me, um, you know, kind of, I guess, middle end of the summer that uh, maybe I needed to be a little bit more intentional about listening and maybe institutionally um, we could do a little bit more observing with our ears. So I started listening to people. I, I talked to members of our uh, community from every constituency beginning in the middle of the summer, getting into the earliest part of the school year. And I was really drawn in these conversations to people who were doing things, like actively doing things. We, we do talk about leadership here is about action and not position. So these are people that were doing things to combat these three viruses, maybe, maybe one of the three, maybe all of the three. And, and at the same time, that they were standing up for our core values. So when I couldn't find the words myself, I uh, really decided to let other people speak for me or speak with me, and and I'm glad I did that. I really am glad that I did that because uh, these words came through our podcast, the aptly named the People of PS podcast. And I will say that the biggest takeaway for me from the podcast is just the amount of learning and improving. There are those other two words, right? The amount of learning and improving that has come out of uh, the podcast for me. And if your comments to me, you know, in carpool line or, um, you know, in other uh, media is true, I think, I think everybody that's listening has been, has been learning well. So, so observe, learn, improve. That's, uh, that's how this tied into the podcast. Okay. So the third question, what surprised me the most about the podcast? Well, I would say first and foremost, I was surprised by the joy that each podcast brought um, not only not only me, but the people that we were talking to. And so, you know, full disclosure, I just took Camille to camp in Arkansas. It's a seven-hour drive one way. And on the way back, I listened again to every podcast. And I found myself laughing out loud uh, several times. In, in each podcast, I found myself crying, tearing up uh, in a couple of the podcasts as well. But it was this joy that uh, our, our community members brought to their conversations. And it, it often was, you know, a joy rooted in their, in their faith and a belief in a loving God. Uh, it was a joy rooted in gratitude. 
uh, for their many blessings that they have in their lives. Um, so, so first and foremost, I was surprised by joy. I, I appreciate that phrase now more, more than ever. So secondly, um, I was surprised that every single one of our, I guess I should call them guests because this is an official podcast, right? Every single one of our guests was willing to grapple with tough emotions, grief, loss, disappointment. Um, in, in the context of this, you know, elementary, middle school podcast, so surprised and grateful for that. Um, and uh, so in, into the context of the year, right, where we all felt so frayed and we all, I think we all have felt those emotions uh, for a variety of different reasons that, that we have these leaders in our community willing to speak into them, I think uh, was surprising, but just so grateful for that. And then uh, lastly, I was surprised by the, the willingness of almost every single one of our guests to talk very openly about their faith um, and, and, and the role of mentors in their lives. So I think those are two very, very personal things for, for people. And, the, and it really became kind of, if you go back and listen, it became sort of the two big questions that we asked that, that the guests just launched off into this idea of, hey, who are mentors who have shaped your life? And how does faith or what role does faith play in that? And, uh, you know, my, my sense is, uh, you know, moving forward in the podcast that those two elements are probably going to remain a staple because it's honestly, it's just fascinating to hear um, people talk about those. And sometimes I think we could, we could go on for 30, 35 minutes just listening to people talk about one or both of those. All right, so what, that's what surprised me. The, the fourth question is, what didn't surprise me? Um, and, and I'll go back a little bit. The, the real origin story of the podcast is that during the, the campaign, where we were just stunned by the incredible generosity of our community, when uh, we would meet with folks who wanted to make donations, my, my, you know, my typical opening question is, and as you heard on the podcast, okay, what's your five-minute autobiography? And uh, it's never five minutes. It turns into, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. But we have amazingly interesting people in our community. And, and I, I attribute that to the city of Houston and just the, the diversity of experiences, people who have lived all over the world, people who have worked all over the world uh, and have found their way not only to Houston but to Presbyterian School. So I was I, – I guess I was a little surprised by that. Uh, but I wasn't surprised that these amazing people are serious, committed, and heroic in the work that they do here at the school or with the school every day. Um, you know, our children, my child is a graduate, uh, are being formed. Their character, their intellect is being formed by these amazing people with amazing experiences. And I just think that in this particular season of the life of our school, of our of our city, of our state, of our world, um, you know, this shaping of the character and the intellect of our children is kind of more important, I think, than ever before. And the people who are going to do that shaping uh, is of the utmost importance. And so let's just call their names out that that our children are going to be shaped and led by people like Brandon Walker and Darnell Cleary and Gordon Center 
and Tanisha Smith and Charles Harrison and Joe Carlgaard, Mike Garcia and Corell Williams. I just think that is an amazing gift. And so, you know, I wasn't really surprised by that, by the by the quality of those folks' character and their intellect. Um, and I, I, I hope that you all weren't surprised by that either. The second thing, the second thing I wasn't surprised was that, you know, this really is a Christ-centered community uh, where we are coming together and we're in community together. Um, you know, I started saying that, that Presbyterian School is a fantastically vibrant uh, community that happens to have a fantastic school. We're not a school that's in search of a community. And uh, so I wasn't surprised to hear our, our folks talk pretty eloquently about the, the actions that they are taking to bring people together uh, in a way that in, in most cases is inspired by their faith. Uh, thirdly, you know, I, I wasn't surprised to hear the core value of courage demonstrated in every single episode. Um, we define core, the core value of courage as daring to try. That's our, our norm for that. And I mean, if you go back and listen to these folks, they, they are daring <laughs> to try. Think about uh, Brandon and Darnell launching their nonprofit, Tanisha doing the same thing, Mike Garcia, you know, transferring schools, going to an HBCU as a Hispanic guy, playing in the band, uh, you know, Gordon Center, living abroad and, and you know, coming to the, to the United States. Gosh, you know, Carell, uh, what a, just re- rebounding from incredible loss. Love Joe Carlgaard's story about uh, the, running the 800 and that, that decision in the middle of the 800 about are you going to dare to try and push through pain? That's, uh, you know, almost every day for, for, for some folks. And then, you know, Charles Harrison's stories about growing up in, uh, in Sunnyside and, you know, just defying the odds and finding himself to, to Presbyterian school, daring to try every single one of them. So I wasn't, wasn't surprised about that, just so gratified. And then finally, I, I really wasn't surprised by the evidence of servant leadership uh, in every single episode uh, and, and that really reminded me of this scripture from the Gospel of John. Uh, the scripture says this, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my, my disciples, if you love one another. So let me put that in the right context. So Jesus says this uh, when he is washing his disciples' feet right before he goes to the cross. Think about that. Like, so Jesus knows what's about to happen to him. This is the most difficult moment of his human life, right? And what does he decide to do? He decides to wash his disciples' feet. He decides to serve other people with humility. We are in probably the most difficult cultural period of of our lives, certainly of my life. I'm 52 years old. And I think the example of the gospel is that we need to serve others. We need to find opportunities to serve others. We need to find opportunities to be in community with others. And that's what didn't surprise me about the actions of the people in our podcast. That's absolutely what what they have done. All right, so last question. What is my hope for listeners to take away from the first year of the podcast? 
Um, well, I guess, you know, first and foremost, it's just we have amazing people here at Presbyterian School, and we have just barely scratched the surface. So that's a little, that's a little advertisement for next year's uh, episode, season two, right? We have amazing people here, and I think we were intentional about not just being with faculty. You know, we have, we have parents represented. We had one of our police officers. So um, let's all open our eyes to the amazing talents around us. You know, secondly, uh, I, I don't think this is going to come as a surprise to anybody, but I really hoped that the podcast would remind us all that diversity isn't a bad word. Uh, it's not a taboo subject, and, and it, it doesn't need to be code for some sort of secret brainwashing activity. It's, this is unfortunately happening all over the country, and it's, it's a shame. Um, so uh, indulge me a little bit. I, uh, I'm going to tell a little story. I grew up uh, Catholic, and so I'm fascinated by anything that has to do with the Pope. I, um, I have a cousin who used to say, we're about the same age, he used to say when he was a kid he wanted to be the P.O.P. Pope. And he did become a priest, but he did never get to be the P.O.P. Pope. So I'm fascinated by the Pope. And so this current Pope, Pope Francis, when he was elected, he's the first um, Jesuit ever elected to be Pope. And so the Jesuits, you know, they pride themselves on the life of the mind. They're intellectuals. They're, uh, you know, very committed to, to social justice. And so almost immediately after his election, the, uh, the media uh, wanted to know, if he was going to shake up the church, you know, he was seen as, you know, less conservative. He was seen as more intellectual. And so they immediately started asking him, hey, what, you know, what are your views on, on these controversial and divisive topics? Like, are you going to have married clergy? Are you going to let women, you know, be in the clergy? What about, uh, you know, LGBTQ members of the Catholic church? What about abortion, contraception? You know, you name it, the media wanted to know about these controversial issues. Well, I thought that the Pope's response was incredibly interesting, right? And I hope that his response is something that we can live into here, and I hope that this comes through in the podcast. So what Pope Francis said, and, and I'm going <laughs> to paraphrase the Pope here, so that's, that's always problematic, but this is what he said essentially. He said, hey, let's get to know each other as brothers and sisters in Christ first. Let's remember that we're in relationship with each other first, and then when we embrace the fact that we are in relationship with each other, we're in community together, and that community is centered on Christ, then we can have the tough conversations uh, with mutual respect. I just thought that that was what the podcast really was about for me. It's getting to know really interesting and talented and intelligent people in our community, yes, from diverse backgrounds with diverse ideas who were at the end of the day sharing their lives with us in the service of observing, learning, and improving. So, yeah, d diversity shouldn't scare us, and it, it certainly shouldn't tear us apart. We've got enough of that uh, in the world already. Diversity should bring us together. I certainly feel like that at the end of the podcast and it should bring us together by encouraging us to be curious, to be curious about differences so that we can know more. And honestly, isn't curiosity what's at the heart of education? Our third educational objective at the school from 31 years ago is that we want our kids to be sure enough in who they are and what they believe so that they will take risks 
Well, at the heart of taking a risk, developmentally appropriate risk, is curiosity. And I think that diversity is a, a great place to explore your curiosity. So uh, finally, you know, I did say that I listened to all the episodes again. And uh, I was reminded of, and I did promise at the beginning of this episode that we we're going to hear from Maya Angelou again. I guess I, guess I still don't really have great words uh, for the three, the three viruses, but I, th- I think Maya Angelou does. And so we're going to finish with uh, Maya Angelou reading her own poem called Human Family, which to me ultimately has all the words that I was looking for back in the summer. And I think it also sums up very, very beautifully and succinctly uh, what our speakers and guests on the podcast have been telling us and what I think Presbyterian schools approach uh, to curiosity, to education, to diversity is going to be and has been for 30 years. So thank you. Thank you for listening. Uh, We will be back in August. And now uh, I never thought I'd get to say this, (laughs) but I turn it over to Maya Angelou. Take care, you all. Have a great summer. Human family. I note the obvious differences in the human family. Some of us are serious. Some thrive on comedy. Some declare their lives are lived as true profundity. And others claim they really live the real reality. The variety of our skin tones can confuse, bemuse, delight brown and pink and beige and purple, tan and blue and white. I've sailed upon the seven seas and stopped in every land. I've seen the wonders of the world, not yet one common man. I know 10,000 women called Jane and Mary Jane. I've not seen any two who really were the same. Mirror twins are different, although their features jive. And lovers think quite different thoughts while lying side by side. We love and lose in China. We weep on England's moors and laugh and moan in Guinea and thrive on Spanish shores. We seek success in Finland, are born and die in Maine. In minor ways we differ, in major we're the same. I note the obvious differences between each sort and type. But we are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike. We are more alike, my friends, than we are unalike.